0: Ultimately, with very, very few examples to win the World Series. And yes, I just brought up the World Series on this program. You're going to need stars. You're going to need all stars. You're going to need a lot of them. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovachowicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer Daily Shots Of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. National League 3, American League 2, and what can only be called the upset of the century in the All-Star Game last night in Seattle. Mitch Keller pitched one inning, gave up a home run to Yandy Diaz of the Rays. Also had a strikeout, 11 pitches, 8 strikes, and nobody wants a home run on the ledger, but you know... All that really mattered, I think, from the Pirates' perspective was that he threw only 11 pitches, and better yet, David Bednar never even got into this meaningless game. And yes, the game is meaningless. However, when you can put a whole bunch of players from your team on one of those teams. You've probably got something good going. The Rangers had a lot of that going on. The Braves had half of the National League roster, it seemed like. This is where you not just want, but where you need the Pirates to be getting in the fairly near future. If you heard yesterday's episode in which I made the case that the moment that Paul Skeens arrives, the moment he comes through the tunnel, that's the window. He is the human window. And I'm talking from day one. All guns need to be blazing. The payroll guns, such as they are, need to be blazing. And I don't see this as being something that's terribly distant into the future, considering that almost everybody seems to agree that Skeens could pitch in the majors right bleeping now. So, yeah, in a week where the Pirates had two all-star representatives in Seattle, in a week where they drafted what most seem to feel is a generational pitching talent, and in a time frame, if not necessarily this week, that Andy Rodriguez should be arriving to join Henry Davis, to join Nick Gonzalez, other first-round picks, maybe soon to be joined by Quinn Priester, maybe soon to be joined by Jared Jones, with Derek Shelton acknowledging in Seattle to our Alex Stumpf out there that you're going to see more of an emphasis on the younger players the rest of the way, not because there's some kind of rebuild going on or not because they want to see what someone's got, but because there's the actual top talent in the equation. That's neat. That's what you've been waiting for, arguably, for a little bit too long. And it is enough to make you wonder how many of these players can become All-Stars. And I mean real All-Stars. I don't mean you got to have one from every team All-Stars. Not that either Keller or Bednar would fit that category. I look at what's there currently, and I say to myself, okay, Keller and Bednar, obviously. Brian Reynolds should be an all-star. I'm not talking about this year, and I'm not talking about based on his 2023 performance. I'm talking about what the expectation, what the bar should be for him. He should be an all-star, regardless of however many Pirates get selected in a future year. So let's put him on that list as a, hey, dude, you know, This is where you need to be. Davis, number one overall pick, should be an all-star. I can't say when. Now is obviously not the time that you want to be thinking about that because he's hit his first and predicted rough patch in the bigs. But he's somebody with that kind of pedigree. You know, when you're taking top of class, I don't care what the quality of that draft is. I don't care if there was an underslot attempt in making him the guy or whatever. He should be an all-star. What if Jack Sawinski ends up being a 40 home run guy? He, he's almost in a category now where you can disregard all of his other offensive numbers. Batting average, strikeouts, the whole deal. And he can just be like a Kyle Schwarber who just hits so many home runs and hits for so much power that you could not care less what else he does. And you know what? A really good way to get into the All-Star game is to be someone who can partake in that event the night before. Jack might be that guy. Not predicting it. Not predicting any of this, by the way. Just throwing out what are fair, I think, goals to set, expectations to set. Anyone else on the list? How about how about Andy Rodriguez? He rocketed, rocketed to the top of the Pirates list for their prospects uh, last summer, and he did so on merit, and he did so bypassing all of these various first rounders I've already mentioned here. Just, whew, right by them. Didn't pause, didn't collect 200 bucks, whatever, just just kept going, waved as he went by. I'd like to think that Andy's got a bright enough future, and when you add into that that he would, I think, unlike Davis, spend the better part of his career behind the plate, then he's got an even better chance of becoming an all-star. Have I carried this too far? Have I said that? It, maybe, maybe. And I don't think you're going to see an all-star game in the near future where there's like eight or nine of these guys, all right? The Braves are the outlier. The Rangers are the outlier. But this is the kind of talent that's come in, and this is the kind of bar I think that needs to be set not only for the individual athletes, but also for those responsible for developing and instructing them along the way. Did I mention Skeens? I think Skeens is already in next year's All-Star Game when we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience underscoring the word experience. j 1Q comes from JC, who says, DK, I agree with your sentiment on the Tuesday show that Paul Skeens represents a window, but it doesn't seem like many fans want to at least assess the risk of injury over that time, and since he's being compared to Steven Strasburg, I'd gladly take the same result of a World Series victory and an MVP from Skeens. There's no denying he could be a generational talent, but aren't we at least a little bit nervous... Of having so much ride on one right arm, PS, love all the daily shots, and listen every morning while walking the dog. I love to hear these stories. I love to hear what people's uh, activities are when they have daily shots on, because a lot of them are way more interesting than just driving in to work. Skiings' risk of injury can be looked at through a couple of different prisms. One is the one that I've been bringing up for weeks which is that he was overused. If you want to carry it into the next level and call it abused, go nuts. I wouldn't dispute that. When I see a young pitcher going 120, 130 pitches and then doing the same thing again a couple days later, uh, that's that's pitcher abuse. I I know there's people that are sensitive to that term, especially the older school generation that thinks that everybody is Nolan Ryan and nobody remembers that Sandy Koufax's career got shut down tragically short. But the other prism, and it'll be fascinating to be able to get more detail from the Pirates management people, from their scouts and so forth, as to their views on this. But the other one is that he's not pitched all that much in his life. One of the things that I remember vividly from covering firsthand Both the scouting and the selection of Garrett Cole as number one overall pick out of UCLA was that the Pirates, but specifically Neil Huntington, were so impressed with the work that Garrett and his parents had done in monitoring all of his activity throughout his life. Now, if that makes them sound like overbearing parents, if I was a pitcher, that's what I'd want, okay? I'd want somebody to be able to go say to my coach at UCLA, hey, listen, Garrett's happy to be here. He's proud to represent the university, blah, 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 blah. But if you throw him into triple digits in any game for any reason, he's going to be missing some school, okay? That's probably what needs to be happening with more programs across the country, including apparently LSU. But the difference here is that Cole's upbringing was steady. He was a pitcher since a very, very young age in the New York area, and he just kept right on pitching. Now, again, he was managed. He still managed. He still hasn't had, knock on something, any significant injury in his career. And you'd better believe that's made him that much more valuable to, I was about to say the Pirates, but not really, to the Astros and then to the Yankees. Because they know they can count on him. They they feel like he's as sure thing as is out there. With skeins, oh, there's just no exact science for this stuff. And I'm sure that frustrates people as well. Where if there isn't something super precise, then they don't necessarily believe in it. But if skeins can be shown to have had an easier upbringing on that arm... If he can show that he's got somehow, some way, less wear and tear than a normal 21-year-old might, and that he can work his way into a position where that 103-mile-an-hour fastball, that devastating slider, and all that other stuff can hold up over the rigors of 30 to 32 big league starts in a given summer, that's, uh, that's something but you brought up Strasbourg and Strasbourg wasn't able to do it not over any sustained period anyway I appreciate the question I appreciate the sentiment behind the question we just don't have answers let's get together again tomorrow everybody